0: great morning everybody great morning uh shout out to all those people that have a beast of a partner uh my partner Caleb's doing doing work right right up until recording time uh <laughs> shout, shout out to him what's up cc max
1: just uh just just living life man living it do you um is it the exact same timing in between your great, great mornings every episode? What do you mean? If
0: it's the same timing,
1: I mean, it, I'm just like
0: the pause is always just on point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I got like a a clock here in the. Little, yeah, okay, cool. In my in my studio here that uh <laughs> that lets me know like all right three two one that's dope man send okay. me the link. Got- I'm gonna shoot a, I'm a video. I'm gonna shoot a video one one of these days and uh let everyone see the see the sweet setup. Um, how's your week though? Um, pretty good, man.
1: Just just preparation and pers- perspiration, you know, getting
0: after it. Yeah, love it. What about you? I'm good. I'm good, man. Hitting the ground rolling. Um. Telling you, man, we're one phone call away, one phone call, one email away, man. So I'm just, just waiting. Hopefully, when this episode comes out, we've gotten the email. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. I like good emails. Yeah, I like. I love great emails. Just positive vibes, bro. Positive vibes all day, all day. Back uh, them up. But yeah, man. Other than that, everything's good, man. Um, yeah, it's time time to get back in the saddle, though. You know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we? Anything else? will you bringing our guests? No,
1: no, nah, man. I was just gonna say, um, let's get the morning started. Let's
0: bring in our guest. All right, Caleb, bring in our guest for today.
1: Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, today we have close personal friend, uh, mentor, former boss. Um, Current, current partner, uh, Mr. Money Milkovich, Steve Milkovich. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, that's, a, that's a heck of an intro. Thank you, man. Yeah, that, was, that, I was gotta, that was icy. I like that. I got to compete. I got to compete with some of Coop's. You know, <laughs> Coop was going ham back in the day on some of his intros. So I got to try to compete. Uh, thank you, though, Steve. Uh, but let's, let's keep this on you. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and why you do it?
2: Yeah. So uh as as Caleb alluded to there, I'm a, a business partner with Caleb himself there. Uh we run the Three Rivers real estate team along with uh Joey Cameron, who I know you guys had early early on in the podcast. Uh you know, slinging houses here in the Twin Cities metro area. Uh been down here in the Twin Cities oh seven or eight years, grew up in small town Minnesota, uh small town called Ely in northern Minnesota. If you've ever come from, if you ever went into the boundary waters? Odds are you slept through Ely on your way there. So I grew up there, uh, did some time in Duluth, did some time in St. Cloud. Uh, now I'm down here in the Twin Cities metro area.
0: Nice. So in that info, I heard um, former boss of <laughs> can we, Yeah. Can we, can we talk about that for a little bit?
2: Yeah, so when I first came down to the Twin Cities, uh, I was in St. Cloud, then I came over to the Twin Cities to work for a, a fitness company that Caleb also worked for. Mm. Uh, it was kind of my first foyer into a adult, you know, big boy job. Uh, I started there, kind of worked my way up. So I started off in one of the smallest uh, fitness clubs that they had in, in, in the Twin Cities, and then worked up to what we call a medium box club, and then a big box club, and then I was a regional manager, and then I was at corporate for a while there as kind of a national manager and, and in that kind of in the middle there is when Caleb started his big boy career too uh right as I was a manager at his job I think he was interning first is when I met him and then eventually we hired him on and then uh he went and went to another club because he was too good for us
1: mm, I should have I said that sounds I like said current boss too. Coop. <laughs> I, I like I messed up the intro <laughs> Oh, I should have said I should have said current boss too sorry sorry so. And if you technically want to pull a rank, he is, he is correct.
0: <laughs> <laughs> from, a, from a legal term, yeah. <laughs> love it, love it. So what, okay, so how did you and Caleb uh, come together to, to start this, this business?
2: Yeah, uh, so I was uh, kind of working in a cube at the time. And I hated it. It was, in, you know, corporate America, and uh, didn't particularly like it. And when Caleb and I first started, we actually had a third partner, um, and Caleb and him were talking about, you know, starting a real estate company, and me and the other guy having me talking about buying rental properties. Uh, so we, he kind of got all of us together in a room. Was like, hey, we're we're all having really similar conversations. Let's kind of do it all together. Uh, so. We ended up, we, we you know, we, we invest in real estate together. We started a real estate company together. Uh, he went on to go do some other things, with Caleb and I, uh, you, know, you know, for whatever reason, I, I kept working with Caleb and, uh, you know, here we are now. But yeah, I mean, that's how it came from a mutual relationship that, that me and Caleb really had at the time that we're just having similar conversations and it made a lot of sense. We're all hustlers. We're all grinders. Uh, we all wanted something different in life. I think we all kind of wanted to be our own bosses And it it all made sense at the right time. So everything kind of, all the cards kind of fell in place at the right time.
0: Love it.
1: Steve, Steve, you're kind of an entrepreneur or you have that entrepreneurial spirit, you know, hustler grinder. You kind of just said that, um, what were some of the biggest takeaways you had when working for, um, at, I think at one time, a $9 billion company. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
2: my biggest takeaway is um, it, it's, it's hard to grow a company that big. <laughs> First off, there's a lot of moving pieces. And uh, I think one of the reasons why I wanted to get away from that is, uh, you know, when, when the company gets too big, you kind take, of you take your focus off the consumer. And, you know, Caleb, you know this, one of my, one of my mentors or idols, uh, is Sir Richard Branson, he's the, the Virgin Mobile, Virgin Airlines guy. He's huge on the, the, the customer, the consumer. Oh, he's, he's the uh, just quintessential guy as far as that comes. And he's, he's, he's a hustler. He always finds ways to make money. And uh, when I was kind of working in that corporate America, that corporate setting, I kind of felt like, you know, we started having conversations that weren't about the consumer and they're about the bottom line. And uh, that wasn't where I wanted to go in that field, especially in health and wellness. I think really you know, and there's a whole big rabbit hole I could go in there, but I think that industry in general is kind of getting away from you know what's what's best for the person and, and how can we make some money off of it. Um, so I kind of wanted out of that and that just whole industry in general. And then um, it really just kind of sparked my interest uh, just to get out and I, I knew real estate already. Uh, my first job ever was working for my cousin. He was a, a broker in real estate in Hibbing, Minnesota. And he had an office in Ely at the time, and I managed uh, those for him. And did just I did everything for him. I you know I, I wrote print for him. I measured properties for him. I got him lunch. I answered his phone. I drove him around. Whatever he needed. Uh, but I learned a lot about that industry uh, very early on. <laughs> and I like said that was my first real job, you know, summer part time job ever. But it was I knew it was something I, I knew I wanted. I knew it was, you, you had the freedom to to build the business however you wanted to. So getting burnt out of corporate America, knowing the background of real estate, wanting to be my own boss, it, it all just kind of lined up to get back into real estate um, and, you know, forego my six years of college education.
1: <laughs> well, not just six, no big deal. Uh, I'm going to steal one of Coop's questions that he always asks, um, it when it came
0: to, oh, what, what's that? It Coop? might be too soon if 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 you're gonna ask the question. <laughs> not the big one. Not the okay, big. Not one, the big okay, bad. all right, all right. All
1: right. <laughs> uh, when it came to leaving your your cushy corporate America 401k, I mean, you had a very easy job, Stephen. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> uh, when it came to leaving that position, was there any fear?
2: Absolutely, um, absolutely. You, you go from a very You know, a guaranteed salary with a nice bonus on top of it uh, to pretty close to nothing, you know, overnight. And it's there's a big leap of faith, Um, obviously, in in Caleb and our partner at the time and well as myself. It's you know, it's it was crazy. Um, And I, I, I pretty much once I got licensed from real estate, I was done like I got out. Uh, you know, Caleb stuck around for a little bit, kept a couple of clients, you know, um, but I jumped out, I, I jumped both feet in, into the real estate biz. And yeah, there was, there was a lot of fear there. You know, I, I owned a house at the time I, I was, I was house hacking it. So I had a roommate with me who was covering half the mortgage. Uh, but there's still another half mortgage there, you know, coming around. Uh, it did not have, you know, it's pretty, you know, still pretty young. I, I had, you know, pretty fresh out of college, only three years out of college. So I didn't have too many savings, um, you know I, I enough to keep me afloat for a couple of months maybe a year at most assuming my roommate stuck around with me um, but yeah I mean there, there's obviously just a, a lot of fear there but when you're when you're betting on yourself uh, if, if you fail in that situation you only have yourself to blame
0: mm, I love that betting on yourself <laughs> I love that um can you can, was there anything you did uh, Stephen you know during that trip during that transition to help uh lessen the fear
2: you know not really just trying to really uh the hustle i mean during the transition itself, like I said it was it was a pretty quick jump it was i got licensed um you know i gave the company one one opportunity to keep me around and they didn't take it so then i just jumped um it was pretty much like hey guys here's my ultimatum let's fix some things in, in four weeks So you're getting my two weeks and two weeks. And that's what it was. And I was gone in a month. Um, and yeah, it was just, no, I mean, outside of, uh, you know, very, once I knew it was happening, you know, starting to reach out to my sphere of influence, um, you know, people that I had a good relationship with in, in college. And I was at, a, I was at a decent age. A lot of my friends had kind of already bought houses, but there were a handful that still didn't. So i was trying to reach out to them. Um, kind of just kind of, Really work on those relationships again with my sphere of influence is really the only transition I, I really had.
0: Got it, got it. Oh that's great, that's great. So, have you? So, you make this jump. Um, was there any early uh, epiphany moment that you had that made you realize like you had made the the right choice?
2: I won't say there's any one moment. I mean, it was it was all good. I mean, literally from the, the first day, um, just you know, not having to put on a you know shirt and tie and um, sit in my cube. It was literally it was, I think it's July first was the, the first day. Um, it, it was just right away that first day. I kind of knew it was right. Not not having to go into that cube being able to have the autonomy to do what I wanted to do, you know, schedule my day the way I wanted to schedule. So I was able to work, you know, kind of work out in the morning, kind of get, get in my routine. It just, it just felt right, right away. Just kind of knowing that this is, this is what I want to do. And, and I'm answering to myself. I don't have to be at a meeting at 10 that, you know, I'm not even going to talk at during the entire time. There's no reason for me to be there. You know, if I'm doing something it's because I need to do it to, to run the business this way. And this is how I want to run it. So I would literally say it was day one. I jumped, um, you know, I made a big Facebook post and everything about it just felt right. And, you know, and it, it helped that I had a good support system, uh, you know, with, with Caleb there as well, that, you know, everything just kind of fell into place right away.
1: I'd literally say it was day one. Some of those first meetings you don't have to attend it, or like the first time your schedule is just so flexible. I'm I'm hijacking a little bit. It it, it is a great feel. Oh, all good someday. Someday, cool kamikaze.
0: It's all good. Cool. Someday, someday, it, cool. it's all good. <laughs> um,
1: Steve, what were so you quit you quit your job and now you're tasked with you know building a new business. What were um. What were some of those wins and losses early on?
2: Yeah, so uh, like I said, July one was kind of the day, and that's a terrible time to jump into real estate,
1: <laughs> which we didn't know at the time. Which we didn't know but... at
2: the time. Uh, for y'all who aren't familiar with, you know, the, but... the Twin Cities marketplace, uh, it really starts ramping up basically right after the Super Bowl. So that's end of February, and then there's a really big lull that happens right in July, like. Ooh, you know, basically a week on either side of the 4th of July, things really start to slow down and then they ramp back up and then they shut down again at the end of August. So, you know, looking at the timing, I I really only had three or four, five good weeks, but you have to have Mm -hmm. your clients ready to go before that happens, right? If you haven't met with your client and had good conversations with them in April, May, or June, you know, they're not gonna be ready to go in July. Uh, so timing was definitely, uh, whoopsie there, just not knowing, uh, enough about the industry. And again, this is kind of how all the timing lined up. So there's really nothing I would change there. Um, but that was definitely a a, a kind of a shocker that, oh man, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, halfway through the year, but almost 60, 70% through the actual busy season of real estate. Mm -hmm. Once you get done with summer, you have a nice little fall. And then you get to where we are right now, and things are pretty quiet for the next you know month or two. So that was a big shocker. Going, oh man, okay, left cushy job, got into uh, you know kind of a hard part of the of the season, going into what's going to be a long low of a season. So uh, yeah, oh, timing there could have been better, but could have been worse as well.
0: I think I think there's, <clears throat> you know, depending on how, on how you look at it. You know, I feel like that's a good thing when you when you don't have all the pieces right in front of you. You know, you I mean, going into you, you and you and Caleb, you know, most likely you're you're gonna have to grind, hustle through it. But I think sometimes not knowing the whole puzzle and knowing you have to put the puzzle together is I f- I find that valuable. You know, like had you guys probably of known what the market was gonna be like around that time, maybe we're not having this conversation.
2: Yeah. I mean, I a hundred percent agree. I think you, you learn a lot in your, in your failures or what you don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, my, uh, I went to grad school at St. Cloud and our professors, uh, you know, bless their hearts, didn't help us a lot and they did it on purpose. <laughs> um, you know, it, we had, you know, a lot of equipment in our labs, a lot of expensive equipment in our labs and they wouldn't teach you how to use it at all. Uh, they, you know, they had the saying uh, "RTFM," read the effing manual. Basically, was what they would say for everything. <laughs> so anytime you ask them a question, you say "RTFM." You know, go, go find the manual. Go figure out what you need to figure out and figure it out on your own. And you learn so you don't just learn how to use the equipment. You learn how to troubleshoot the equipment. You learn what's going to be wrong with the equipment. You learn everything that can go wrong with it. And, you know, I think that's, you know, trial by fire, you know, same thing that happened with real estate is okay, you know, yep, this was a bad time. But now we learned going into next year, like, yeah, hey, July, there's going to be a lull there always is, you know, we might, you know, had we started at the right time, and had a cushy beginning, then the second year, we might have learned that lesson the hard way. And who knows, it might have been harder that time. Where when you're starting and not knowing anyway, you don't know what you don't know. So yeah, I mean, I, I 100% agree. There's a lot of there's a lot in there's a lot of value in failure, and I think that's you know just from an entrepreneurial spirit, that's what holds everyone back from being an entrepreneur is the fear of failure. But you have to fail to learn. Um, you know, it's uh, you know one of my favorite songs is Dream On by Aerosmith, and there's a line in there: "You got to lose to know how to win." Uh, you know, there's a lot of value in that. You, you you don't know how to truly win if you've never lost. If all you've ever done is win, y- you you won't appreciate it. You know, you won't appreciate the winning anymore. You, you got to lose and you got to get your butt kicked a couple times uh, to really appreciate your successes and to really learn the process behind how to succeed in general.
1: That's a good line. I we we say this all the time too, Steve. Um, um even while you were talking i was thinking back like man what if we did what if we did you know take another 6 months what would that have been like right yeah um it, but we say this all the time real estate you know a big part of it is time in the seat Yep. and we kind of just felt knighted it and just did it right and avoided maybe some of the analysis paralysis that can happen when you try to make everything perfect yep. and do it your way you're gonna you're gonna make mistakes. You might as well just go make them. Right? Yeah. Um, so the Mark Cuban line, "Man, what, what, and, you
2: know, perfection is the enemy of profit."
1: Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. What uh, what about some of the wins, Steve? What were some of the wins that encouraged you to like keep going? You know, because
2: it was a grind. Yeah. Yeah. I you know I guess after year one and having paid my bills, that was a huge win. Um, you know, in, in real estate, there's no harder year than your first year. That's I mean it's there's just no way around. Even if you're successful in your first year, your first year is still gonna be your hardest year. Yeah. Uh, so getting through that, being able to pay my bills, you know, keep the roof over my head, and still enjoy life a little bit was was a huge, huge win. Uh, obviously, the team growing. Uh, you know, switching switching to Coldwell was big. Uh, bringing on Joey was huge. Uh, now we, you know, I have, I have a full time assistant. We brought, brought on another guy. And there's, there's, there's wins, you know, all over the place, but yeah, I'd say, you know, the biggest win just came at the end of the year knowing, Hey, this is a viable option, you know, worst case, I'm going to pay my bills again. Um, you know, and you, you know, you can always find a job in corporate America, you know, especially at that time, you know, it was, you know, a booming economy. A lot of things were going right. I had some good connections at, a at another big company here in Minnesota. If I needed to go sit in a cube again, I could, um, so, but just, yeah, being able to pay the bills, getting through it all um, without going completely crazy was such a huge win and really showed me like, okay, you know, there's, there's a future here. Uh, we can build this. We can make it into something that not only pays the bills, but allows us to have the autonomy in life that we want and, you know, make, you know, a, a pretty good living.
0: Love it. Love it. Love it. So, <clears throat> Stephen, wh- so you, back to this this cube job you had yeah so what what was like where did the shift happen that you were done and you like you wanted to be your own boss was there like a a particular moment or did you kind of already like have that itch?
2: no i you know i've always had that itch um i don't think there was one particular moment it's kind of a, a long beat down of moments (laughs) <laughs> you know it's, you know, one meeting where you, you don't agree with what's happening um you know one of the hardest things uh you know i i came i was a trainer you know as a training manager i was in the field for a very long time and i had a lot of good relationships um, with people who, who worked in training and i thought when i went to the corporate setting i'd be able to share that and really help you know drive that and they didn't seem to care <laughs> you know for uh, you know I, I, so that was that was a really downer for me i was like you know guys like this isn't gonna work in the field i'm telling you right now if you roll this out it will be a failure and no one would listen um and that that was hard you know i i think it was more over just the, you know the constant losing and maybe something that was on me. Maybe I wasn't presenting it right. I wasn't selling it properly. I didn't know my audience at the time. I mean, I can shudder a lot of blame for that. Uh, but at the same time, when you're an entrepreneur, you don't want to take the time to figure out how to do that when you kind of know you're right. You know, you just kind of want to be like, you know what? I can just go be, be my own boss and, and do things this way that I, I know we're going to work. Or I can try to cultivate this and, you know, really grind it for this company, you know, to, to make a dollar when I make 20 cents. And then, you know, maybe, you know, go up and get, you know, a little bit of a raise or something like that. And I think one of the other big ones, too, is uh, I grew so fast in that company so quickly that I kind of ran out of places to grow. Uh, mm. I, I, I was only there for two, two and a half years and where I finished there, there really wasn't anywhere for me to go for the next year to two years at max. And, um, you know, sitting where I am now, you know, basically my job is erased there now. Like it doesn't exist. <laughs> so, yeah, that's you true. know, had I stuck around, I, I, I probably, you know, very strong possibility of I gotten laid off even pre-COVID. This actually, you know, pre-COVID, my department kind of got taken apart the where I was. Um, so you know, that was a good decision, not even knowing that. But again, just work, you know, not you know, working for people that I felt like mm-hmm. were great people, but you know, weren't. I-, I wasn't jiving with them, and I just you know didn't like that. I wanted to be a boss, you know. I didn't really want to talk to. You know, ha- have to explain to people that, you know, aren't seeing it your way sometimes. And I know that's, you know, if you're in corporate America, you got to do that. But at the same time, for an entrepreneur, just go start your own job. <laughs> go start your own company. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah
0: and, and, you know, you, man, you said a couple great, you know, the whole thing was great. But, um, you know, on this podcast, we've talked to a couple people about the myth or the theory that being an entrepreneur is uh, more riskier than having a, that corporate job. Yeah. And you know, you just hit it on the nail like pre COVID even your job was at risk.
2: Yeah. Um, no, that's, that's you know, a, you know, i you know, I'm sure you guys have talked about it, but I mean, that's, it's a straight lie, you know, when, when you get to that, that level of corporate, you know, you become an expense line. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know yep. the salespeople, or in our case, the trainers; those are the ones making the money. They're out there selling, and they're keeping the company alive. People like me sitting in a cube are an expense. Um, and you know, it's the the cycle of capitalism. Eventually, you're going to have to cut expenses, and it just depends where. Um, you know, as an entrepreneur, yeah, there's a lot of risks. You know, whatever, ninety five percent of them fail at you know first five years or whatever. But there, there's no guarantee. I mean, especially now. Your corporate job's gonna be there in five years, either.
0: Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, it's no, you either uh, like you said, you either be your own boss, or you know, you put your your job, your safety in the hands of someone else. Basically, yeah. No, that was good, Steve.
1: Through through the hardships of being an entrepreneur, can you talk to Coop and I a little bit about? you know, what you do to stay sharp, you know, keep your mental game, um, keep your mental game, you know, on edge. Yeah. I mean,
2: I'm above anything above an entrepreneur or a realtor or anything. I'm a lifelong learner and that is something I learned um, probably in my junior year of my undergrad. <laughs> once, once I actually taught myself how to learn, I uh, kind of got addicted to it. I've, I've, I've learned so much more in the um, you know, eight, years since i've been out of college and i ever learned in six years in college it's not even close um so Mm. that's i i just i'm always reading i'm always listening to podcasts i'm always listening to video pat, you know casts um love shark tank um always watching that um so i'm i'm always trying to learn i think that's something that gives me a leg up is I'm always trying to push the envelope to try to stay ahead of the curve. Every, every industry is always changing. And, um, you know, I always try to change with it, which I know annoys Caleb because I'm always trying to change things. Um, even things that changed, (laughs) you know, six or eight months ago, but sometimes things change fast and you got to stay on top of it or you're going to get left behind. Or, you know, I, I, I read a different book and I start seeing things differently or start thinking about things differently. And I, I, I try to implement it that way. So I think just never being complacent. That was, um, you know, and, and all the interviews I've, you know, done or, you know, job interviews and stuff like that. It's, you know, they're always asking what's your strength and what's your weakness. And mine's always the same, It's it's both. My strength is my strength and my weakness is the same as well. It's that I'm just, I'm never content. It's it's great from an entrepreneur side that you're never content. You're always trying to win. But as a weak, it, it, it's a double-edged sword too. If, if you never take uh joy in your accomplishments you might burn out a little bit <laughs> you know so you know we could have a great year and i you know i would i would kind of obsess over the ones that we didn't get um or you know if, if we were at 110 percent, that's why we're at 115 um you know those things so you know that's my strength and my weakness but at, at the same time i think that's what gives me my edge it's just always trying to learn and always trying to stay ahead of the curve
0: Caleb, how'd you get so lucky with this dude? <laughs> I'm a really lucky guy, Coop. No, that that's I love <laughs> I love the uh the continuous improvement and always pushing the envelope. You know, you can you can probably name, you know, I just blockbuster always comes to mind, right? Blockbuster, yeah. you know, you you think of Blockbuster like giant right you know but they got to a point where they thought they were nothing could happen you know and you get guys that come with different ideas they they see a change you know getting ahead of the curb and you and a netflix takes them out of business you know and then you got other companies starting to do that so no that's I, li- I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. Wow.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's where our world is moving right now. You know, like the number one taxi company doesn't own any taxis. You know, the number one hotel company, Airbnb doesn't own any hotels. The number one currency, Bitcoin, isn't backed on gold. You know, like it's, it's crazy how, you know, things are starting to shift like that. And you can just do that. all. I mean, there's a whole bunch of, of those uh, companies that are like that. They're that just changing everything and you got to move with it. And, and things are just moving so fast right now with technology and, and everything that it's, yeah, it's, it's tough to stay ahead, but you got to, or yeah, you'd be left behind like blockbuster.
1: Love it. Great points. Love it. love it. Phenomenal points. Uh, Steve, let's talk present day. Yeah. Um, What's your big three right now? Personal, work-wise, could be finances, relationships. What are are three big things that you're working on for you?
2: Yeah. um, So, obviously, we're kind of in a lull time right now. So, uh, this is usually the time I I really work on myself personally. Um, You know, the business is a little quiet right now. So, this is usually the time I like to spend a lot of time in the gym. Uh, you know, COVID's throwing that for a wrench a little bit, but got enough, you know, enough stuff at my house to keep me entertained at least. But, uh, this is usually a time where I really like to to focus on my, on my health and wellness. Um, so I know when things start going, that's one of the, unfortunately, one of the first things that can kind of get pushed aside, but health and wellness is, is, is a big one. Um, getting my workouts in eating healthier, you know, trying some new supplements if I haven't tried them before not stretching, which is huge. I don't normally do that. Uh, So I'm working on that mobility, get myself ready for beach volleyball season, which is, you know, big for me. It's one of my releases in the summer when we're going crazy town. So um, yeah, health and wellness is a big one. Um, uh, You know, it's kind of keeping my, if we're looking at business standpoint away from real estate, just trying to think of what the next business might be. Uh, I know I'm always open to opportunities. I'm always looking for, what the next thing is that I can, I can do in, in relation to that. I I really like starting businesses. I think there's, again, it's, it's like a puzzle for me and I I get to learn a whole bunch of new things. So if I get to start a new business uh, that really gets me fired up because there's a lot to learn. There's a lot more to do. There's um, just a lot of puzzle pieces to put together. And that's, that that really excites me there. And then, yeah, you know, spending some time with my family here uh, I live with my girlfriend and she has three kids um they're all you know right now they're in hybrid learning for the next two weeks so spending some time with them uh the eldest one just started watching game of thrones so we've been watching watching some game of thrones Mm -hmm. Uh, i've watched it a a bunch of times but she's just watching it for the first time uh uh, (laughs) on our dvd player which shows you how old my dvd player is it has a blockbuster on there that's
1: right. No, no, oh yeah, no. it
2: has a Blockbuster app. When Blockbusters, as we were talking about it. were you know trying to get into that streaming service, but it never worked. But. That's
1: crazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, so I'd say family, health, and wellness, and then uh, yeah, trying to think about the, what's that next big opportunity that might come up in twenty twenty one.
0: Love it, love it, love it. Good stuff. Uh, do you have any any advice you would give your? Uh... 18 year old self
2: <laughs> I, I, I do it uh, might not be popular from some people but it's uh, don't go to college <laughs> 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 it's uh, yeah I it would 100% it would be don't go to college uh, read Rich Dad Poor Dad which Cooper I understand you just got introduced into um, I, it changed my life man <laughs> that's what I'm saying like, if I could tell my 18 year old self anything I would hand him that book I'd say don't go to college. Enjoy, enjoy this summer. You know, your friends are still here. Enjoy it. Uh, read this book come September. And then, uh, you know, start, start being an entrepreneur, start going out and finding your own path in life and acquiring assets. And, uh, granted, you know, who knows if I would you know, be down here in the Metro at that point in time, or if my dad would have just thrown me in the lake at that point in time. Uh, you know, I grew up, <laughs> very middle-class family like you know you know beaten into my head since i was a toddler to you know get a high school diploma go to college get a job get married have kids so um yeah who knows how well that would have played out but i would have told myself to stick to the guns that it'll, it'll definitely work out and that you know just don't get if you, if you never get accustomed to that nine you know that w-295 job then it's, you know, you don't risk anything leaving it. And as a, you know, an 18 year old, your needs are pretty small. And I grew up in Ely. You can live up there for very, very small, you know, if you need to, (laughs) very cheap houses are, you know, 40 grand or something. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, that would a hundred percent, you know, be it as somebody who went to college for six years, I would definitely tell myself, you know, rethink that. I had a lot of great experiences in college, you know, obviously it was a a lot of great things happened, but uh, I I think if I would have stayed away from it, I I would have been better off long-term, as crazy
1: as that sounds. But uh, yeah, I think that's where I would go with that. You almost would have been three for three on, uh, you know, the, the college that measured yeah. the kids, right? You could have really bu- bucked it. Exactly. Society. You
2: know, just skimp on all those <laughs> and, you know, show people how it's done. But uh, you know, I went to college, got a high school diploma. You know, the other two probably won't happen, but
1: <laughs> it's all good there, too. Uh,
2: but yeah, I mean, I would, you know, anyone I've, you know, like I said, my, my girlfriend has three kids and I have that conversation with them and they think I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, even just how, how expensive it is, you know, I, I was blessed. Yep. I, I didn't, I didn't have any college debt. That was one big leg up I had. Um, you know, it my my dad, uh, you know, was, you know, a deputy sheriff, very middle-class person basically saved up. He gave me 20 grand when I graduated high school said, so Take this as far as you can take it, <laughs> which is about a year and a half of tuition. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. About a year and a half. That's what I had to get kickstarted. Uh, I was a varsity athlete and I worked full-time waiting tables uh, pretty much all, you know, from sophomore year on. And then, I, you know, I did good enough when I went to grad school, um, my grad school paid for it. So uh, I was lucky enough to graduate with zero in debt. That was a huge leg up. If I didn't have that, who knows where I'd be right now? Um, you know, you think of taking that leap into entrepreneurship. Yeah, I had a mortgage. That was really all the debts I had. You, you start tacking on a suit of loans to that. Um, or if you had a car, you know, at, or something at that point in time, you know, I was lucky my car was paid off then too. Uh, who knows how different my life would be? Um, so, you know, even though I did go to college for six years, I, I, I at least did it right where I got done with nothing. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, touring colleges now, Um, the eldest here is 18 just looking at some of these college tuitions it's insane Um, you're you're gonna be in debt for 20 or 30 years you know uh, afterwards
0: Um, it's man I really don't want to take the podcast I know we're running (laughs) (laughs) but sometimes I just think of like the wisdom that we're given right like debt is bad debt is bad but then you need but oh, but you can take that out to go get a car or yeah. go to college. You know, it it like if it's bad, why use it on something that is gonna, you know, that potentially might put you back X amount of years to to pay it off, you know? So I don't know. It's just some sometimes I I just I'm always like I'm always trying to question common theory, right? Like yeah. if everyone's doing it. Okay, what what okay, who's not doing it? Like what what's the life look like of the people not doing it, you know? So No, I, I love I love uh no, yeah, I love that.
2: No, 100%. I mean, I think it's, it's Warren Buffett saying, you know, and everyone's selling, you know, time for you to buy in the market. It's kind of the same thing. Everyone's telling you to go to college right now. Maybe you should, you know. We we need people with swing hammers, we need people to wire houses and plum houses
1: yeah. and you know, especially oh. in the Twin Cities metro. If anyone listening <sighs> is good at Handyman work, electrician, plumbing. Please hit up Stephen once uh, he gives everyone his uh, his information. Please put you on the
2: right track. But I mean, I mean, seriously, right now, like, even even if you do to go college, like, two year degree, trade school, you'll be set for life. You'll have a, a job for a very long time. You'll make a lot of money, have no debt and you'll be you'll be living the good life at age 20 where everyone else is waiting to 45 or 50
1: yeah yeah it's it's a big leg up you know and kind of like what you said earlier in your story steve of you know like you know you could have waited for a better time to get into real estate but getting your losses or lessons out of the way wasn't necessarily a bad thing right so and that you get social skills and experiences in college, but I'm a big believer that you're going to get those wherever yeah. you're at. You know, uh, most of your experiences in college were probably spent during your free time. Which, I mean, you're going to have free time on an entrepreneurial journey yeah. as well, um, too. But yeah, it's it's good uh, to challenge if society. If you
2: want the college experience, you can still move to a college
1: town, and you know the
2: bars are still open until two, and that's where you're going to get a lot of those experiences
1: that's when those experiences that's that's what it's all yeah. about right so yeah you can rent a crappy house anywhere <laughs> yeah <Very true. laughs> <laughs> you know i have a couple we're not in any college um, towns unfortunately but
0: <laughs> yeah coop next on the list Man, I, w- I was just going to ask him to start giving his uh, his uh, handles. Like, where can people start f- following him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's, yeah let's, I let's mean,
2: you that. know, Three Rivers Real Estate Team is is our business page. Otherwise, you know, my name is Steven Milkovich. Uh That's my Insta handle, and you can find me on Facebook there. Um, otherwise, Three Rivers Real Estate Team on uh, Facebook or Insta is the best way to find our business, and you can find me through there
0: as well. love it. Hey Steven, can can we talk about can we talk about goals quick? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, great. Uh-oh. There we go. There, that's you, what i uh, looking for. You got any like like three-year or five-year goals you can tell us that you got?
1: I mean, all
2: yeah, always and they're always changing. Um you know, it's it's kind of a, a constant evolution. There, you know, there's a lot of numbers behind it. I obviously, Caleb and I have our goals for for real estate business. Uh, we have our goals on what we want to get for rental properties. Uh, I really want to, I, r- I really want to acquire uh, a business uh, in 2021. Buy an existing business. That's something I haven't done yet. Uh, everything I've done, I've started from scratch. I kind of want to start, I want to try buying something that already exists, you know, kind of playing the odds that if most businesses fail in five years, buying something that's been there for longer than five years, well, you might just have a nice stream ready to go for you there. Mm. Um, so I've been kind of looking into that, uh, quite a bit from that standpoint, um, growing the existing businesses that we already have in place beyond real estate as well uh is, is always a thing so i mean it's it's they're all growth right so i'm 33 years old um and i'm gonna keep growing uh and everything i do yeah for the next you know seven years and then start to reevaluate stuff you know when i turn 40 you know shut some things down maybe sell some things maybe grow in other areas or keep growing where i'm at because it's kind of like just a you know, 40 is just a, a a reevaluation standpoint more than anything. But everything, every goal I have is, is growth-orientated. Keep doing it while I'm young. You know, worst-case scenario, I fall flat on my face, and I start from zero at 40, you know, and oh, well. Um, you can still do that. You know, Jeff Bezos didn't hit it until, you know, well into his 40s or whatever. It's still doable. So, um, you know, I want to grind and, and take some risks now while I'm young enough to do it. And then I'll reevaluate stuff there. But yeah, I mean, that's 2021. The big one would be to buy, to buy another business. So if anybody listening wants to sell their business, um, hit me up. (laughs) Happy to look at your numbers. Uh, I don't, I I literally don't care what the business is. It's more of the opportunity. Uh, So most people ask, I've I've been networking with bankers and lawyers and and business brokers. Like, what kind of business do you want? I'm like, I don't care. Like, I want an opportunity and I'll figure out this later. (laughs) um so you know i'm following passion in real estate now i have a passion to run now i want to try to to grow a different passion of growing a business which i think is really fun um you know there's a lot of ways to grow a business so that's that's probably my next that's probably my big endeavor for 2021 is to to acquire an existing business
0: love it yeah yeah
1: Big goals, man. Big goals. Very true. Big results.
2: Very true.
0: <laughs> that's all I got, Caleb.
1: No, that's all I got too, Steve. Um, really appreciate your time. Um lots of good nuggets in there. Steve is very well read, if you couldn't tell. So he had lots of lots of good quotes. I'm gonna have to go back and circle some of those. But I really appreciate your time. Check out uh Check out Steve. Is it Steven it's or Steve? Steven, Steven on, on my handles. handles yep. Yeah. Steven Milkovich. Mr. <laughs> Money Milkovich is his Twitter. No, I'm just kidding. Um, check him out. Check him out on IG though. He's got some he <laughs> some cool stuff. So thanks, guys. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Steven. That was good. Another yeah, Phenomenal episode. That was, man, I love that.
1: Steve is mis- Like, Steve's always got quotes from very smart people. Yeah, that he is. Drive his man, points
0: he was, home. He was, uh, that was good, man. I can't, I still, I can't believe you got someone like that as a partner. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah. He kind of said, he alluded to it earlier that, um, we uh, the longest argument Steve and I have ever had is like two minutes long, <laughs> just because we, he he's so he, he's a lifelong yeah. learner, and if he's if he's got a stance on something, it's almost always because he know like he studied it right. Whereas a lot of time I'm I'm a more emotional or go with my gut type of thing, and then when we talk it out, we we get a lot from interacting with each other. So, yeah, Steve's the OG, man. He – I would not be near the success, if you can call that. You know, I would not have – near the successes, um, I should say, um, without getting getting able to – being able to link up with him in
0: 2015. For sure. For sure. No, that was good. He had, had like, a a lot of great um, things he – you know, he said a lot of great things, um, you know, being, being your own boss, um, you know, I, I just love how, you know, he didn't, you know, over time, his nine to five just got, he had enough of it and he um, took the leap, you know, and one thing he said was the fear aspect, you know, leaving that cushy, consistent paycheck. um, It's a real thing. That fear is real. And uh, you know, but it's, it's the people that can look that fear in the face and say, I'm, I'm going to do it anyways. You know um, I just, I just love how he also said, he didn't touch on it a lot. He kind of just said a couple of things, but for him, <clears throat> one thing he, he just grinded through the fear. Right. Um, and I love that because like, you don't necessarily have to have like a list of things that you do. When the fear comes up, like for me, I just, I just go work out. I just, I just stay in my routine. I just, just keep doing what I'm doing. Like, you know, what happens sometimes is you get into that fear. You got a lot of things building up and you just kind of stop, you feel sorry for yourself, moping. Mm-hmm. And then by, by that time, the fear has got you consumed. Um, but just staying in that constant, you know, uh, what, what's the saying? Um, what is it? Something in motion stays in motion. Object, An object in motion stays in motion, right? Yeah. You just got to keep yep. moving, keep grinding, keep pushing. Um and eventually, something will something great will happen. But it's not going to happen if you don't.
1: I always like your quote, Coop, where you you know you, how do you eat a mountain one you know, bite, one at, bite time, at a time, time, man? Right, one bite just just kind and of I, keep keep making exactly, some and sort and of and progress. And I always got to
0: remind myself because if you look at the mountain, and you're like, how am I get to, like how am I eat all or how, how am I get to the top? And it's like, Coop you got to you got to take one step, bro. Put put the right foot in front of the left and then put the left in front of the right and just keep keep repeating.
1: It's kind of like the book we just read yep. to McDonald's. There's uh there's almost 38,000 stores in the world. Did you know that?
0: I it was massive. I didn't know and it was that massive.
1: It, it started, I mean, it started with you know, the one and whatever uh, the Couple that the the McDonald brothers had already had going, you know, so it started with yeah. just a couple. Um, but yeah, Steve is very, I mean, the lifelong learning thing is something we could have asked Ooh. about more too. Cause how many, I think there's a stat that after college, the average person reads it's, three it's books. It's something
0: crazy. I think we've like early in our one of our episodes, we, we might, we have, might talked have talked about, about it. it and like but, yeah. he said that. And that's one of the things that you study a lot of these successful men and women um that's one that's like one of the main things is that they're always learning always trying to find something new to do or a new way to do something um just always evolving right you always got to evolve so i was i like la- yeah that was a powerful point
1: when he was talking about his grad school experience to read the F E manual i was already thinking like man those are going to be some bad grades for Mr. Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't got time for like, let's like, how, let's just get this done. Like, if you need me to get it done, I will get it done. Well, it,
0: it's so funny uh, though. Like those lessons though, like sometimes it's like, and I don't want to say, I'm not going to say whether or not you go to college or you don't go to college. Um, talk to me off the podcast of my true feelings, but <laughs> Um, sure. But like things like that, I feel like just being able to fit like figure stuff out, like you know, young people whether they go to college or not, like just being able to understand that you're gonna have to figure stuff out. If you can get that in your head right away early on, I feel like it helps you go so much for- further. You know, really solid book. Everything's- Everything is figure outable. <laughs>
1: It, and speaking of Steven Steve and myself uh, myself, we had our uh you know, we have our rental properties together. Steve's like a dang good little yeah. junior plumber. <laughs> and and how did he figure it like it, it, like just, he, figure it he out. just figured out figured it out. Once got stuff, YouTube once stuff breaks, right? So just put it just yep, just look it up. <laughs> with YouTube, boy, it's kinda it's it's tough with oh, excuses nowadays when when mm-hmm. YouTube's out there.
0: But yeah, man. Good time. That's all Hey,
1: another, another great episode, episode.
0: Um, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast. I feel like I'm broke a record. uh uh-huh. <laughs> Cooper's got his emotions oh, tied hey. to this. Hey, oh, don't mess with my please. emotions, bro. Um uh, yeah, just make sure you subscribe, leave a review. Um just leave something. Subscribe. Let us know how we can add value. So, yep. That's all I got, Caleb. All right, cool. Everybody, see you next week.